I had the great pleasure of catching up with Geelong captain Joel Selwood last week down at Geelong. Joel is the captain most admired by his peers, and this is for a combination of his longevity, courage and success. As you'll hear, Joel keeps things simple. He's forthright in his views and has a presence about him that most great leaders have. Well, it's a privilege to be down at GM HBA Stadium to talk to Geelong skipper Joel Selwood. Sel, thank you for your time. It's great to be chatting to you. Cheers, Mahashi. Good to be here. Mate, where did footy start for you? Bendigo originally. Um, so I was uh, just played with the school footy side under 12s, St. Teresa Sharks. Um, <laughs> and it was, you know, great fun out there. We sort of had two um, Catholic schools that combined together. Um, so I met a lot of guys uh, from St. Francis of Fields too. Uh, one of my best mates that still works, <coughs> sorry, works here with me today in sports yep. science. Um, and then, yeah, went on just through the junior ranks. Um, Kennington Sanders, Sanders Football Club, one of the oldest clubs yeah. uh, going around um, in Australia, which is a, a pretty v- bit of a privilege uh, to even say it and to, you know, get back there. We played a practice game against Essendon a couple of years ago and actually got dressed in the same rooms I got dressed in for about eight years there as a wow. junior. So uh, pretty special. Yeah, awesome. Mate, what a career you've had so far. Uh, 265 games, three premierships, six All-Australians, including three as captain, three Geelong Best and Ferris, four times AFLPA Most Courageous Player, AFL Rising Star winner. You're now into your seventh year as the Geelong captain, and there's many more accolades there, probably the highlights. What what are you most proud of so far? Obviously the premierships. Um, They they were all different. It was uh, the first one... Was, I was a kid that was just following the pack and yeah. um, the one that we did for the people of Geelong um, sort of turned the lights back on in Geelong a little bit. It was known as Sleepy Hollow there yeah. for a long time and um, coming from a community you know, in Bendigo um, down to Geelong, I sort of got to understand a little bit at the time the impact that it had, but probably sunk in you know, at the time that I come captain. Geez, I was so lucky to come you know, at this stage and I hadn't seen beforehand and didn't know, you know, what the town or anything was like, but, um, you know, the people and, you know, we we're probably pretty lucky that we had people like Brian Cook and yeah. um, Alex Popescu, who's put a lot of money within um, Geelong community and um, especially the footy club there for a long time. It's not with us anymore, but they were holding the town up until mm. the footy club got back on track. Uh, the second one was the one we had to win after losing 2008 against the Hawks, um, against the Saints. It was it was sort of the best, you know, I reckon that was the best footy um, over my career that I've been a part of, you know, the two best sides. Um, they had the best players in the league playing with them. They had Rewalt, yeah. um, Cozzy, uh, Del Sano, Ball, you know, all up and about. And our guys were at the same stage in Jimmy, Gaz, mm. um, Cameron Ling, Joel Corey, Matty Scarlett, um, Corey Enright, Paul Chapman. You know, they were, the, oh, they were just big names. And, you know, those contests that we had against them at that stage were just, um, you know, they were the games that we really loved being a part. And I've missed so many of them. Lenny Hayes, you know, got to play against him and yeah. at his best. Um, and then 2011 was the one that, you know, we believed in ourselves, but probably not many others did. Mm. And uh, that, that's the one that probably makes me the most proud probably because it's the most recent too mm. and and you know had the had more of an impact on the group at the age of 23 yeah 
I mean, three premierships in your first five years is um, a pretty incredible start to your career. What was that like for a young bloke starting out? Well, it was a little bit of, um, you know, I just didn't know what I was doing yeah. to, to an extent. It was, um, you just rock up, you play the season out and you finish in a good position and then you play off. Yeah. Um, lucky enough to have level-headed people around me, not only on the playing field, but uh, within the organisation that uh, prepared us as well as we could um, to play well at the end of the year, to be healthy enough to have a good list. Yeah. Uh, it's obviously important. And we gave ourselves the best chance throughout those times and lucky enough to come out on top three times. Yes, you were. Now, take me back to 2007. I know you just touched on it, but I'm keen to touch on the build-up to that grand final against Port. Uh, it had been 44 years since the Cats had won a premiership. The club had lost a number of grand finals in between. I'm actually a Port supporter. Yep. <laughs> and I remember um, Mark Williams taunting your club all week about this history and your supposed weakness in the big games, but you went on to win by 20 goals. What was the expectation like building, uh, leading up to that and how did you overcome that pressure build-up? Well, and it probably started in the prelim. You know, we had Collingwood on a Friday night and we we were lucky we had Brad Ottens, to be honest, because yeah. he, he saved, saved the game for us, uh, had an outstanding performance and a lot of uh, us guys were down on the night mm. and, you know, it really ate away at us probably early in the week. It's it's a busy enough week in itself with Brownlow and um, the rest of you know mm. Geelong playing in the grand final for the first time since '95. But there was cameras everywhere and stuff like that. But it was eating away at us that we didn't play well enough. Mm. Um, not that we that we were in a grand final and worrying about that. So that probably helped us a bit to move on and just want to perform well the next week. Yeah. I just want to touch on the club and before I get into the, what the purpose of the podcast is, which is around leadership, but yep. this, this club, and I've been working in this industry for about four years, and th- there's something about Geelong, the culture here, the, the administ- administration, the players. To talk to me about you know, what do you think is so special about this football club? Oh, I don't want to give too much away, <laughs> but um, you know, we, I guess we let people be themselves. Yeah, I think that's the important thing. You know, we whether we bring in a Jermaine Jones, whose you know ch- childhood has been diff- so different to anyone within the league, yeah, um, or a kid like Nathan Jakura when I got drafted from Gove, which is the t- very top point of Australia. Yep. Um, you know, we, we have to give these guys the best chance to succeed and and that let them find their way a little bit, mm. but obviously guide them and give them the support to perform their absolute best. Yeah. And I think by doing that and letting them be themselves and getting them as relaxed as possible, but yet teaching them how to be professional is the key balance. Mm. Okay, very good. All right, let's get on to leadership. I'm going to start with what is leadership in your opinion? I think it can be confused, to be honest. Um, I think it's about surrounding yourself with good people. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just about, you know, doing this really simple things well. Um, and might sound too simple, but um, that's what I've always come back to. Yeah. And I've had the question asked me a number of times, and uh, you know sometimes I, I dribble on and and you know take it each in different ways. And but you know when I when it comes back to it, and when I need to rely on it, I go, what do I need to do? And I go, I'm going to keep things simple, mm-hmm. and I'm going to you know lean on the person next to me. Yeah. Okay. 
Good, simple. So you had some great examples as at Geelong with yep. uh, with Tom Harley and Cameron Ling before you. What did you learn from those two guys? Well, it's interesting because you know, as a kid coming in, Tom Harley um, with Brian Cook changed the club and Bomber, obviously. Um, you know the way that the boys behaved, um, but also you know that we needed to turn the tables. You know, it was such a um, just a, a businessman in himself that he could sort of understand how what needed to be done to you know for us to start making profits and yeah. stuff like that and he understand that the our key asset was the boys and then behaving well too and um, so setting up a you know with the leading teams program at the start the right things in place to um, make the boys just um, just use them to the best of their ability yeah and and get the best out of them not only on the field but when they go and do school visits or head to a hospital and get really entrenched in you know the Geelong community because fifty uh, percent of our members are from down here yeah um, and we needed we needed more help at the time mm. and he was a big part of getting all those people on board but um, the way that he just led he, he was just smart and um, you know relied on other people and held them to account um, when they needed to be sort of pulled into line yeah Lingy was a bit more brutal he he loved the game day yeah um, get out there and boys I'm gonna be really hard on you um, and at that stage we're lucky that you know that we were all so passionate and um, you know that we had so many bulls in the side you know you could you could actually give really strong feedback mm. and understand that it was uh, constructive. Uh, you wouldn't <laughs> over, you wouldn't take it overly that well at the time, but um, you knew it was for the the betterment of the team, and um, it, it was it was an interesting time because you know not everyone had to like each other, mm. but everyone knew that they needed each other to be successful. Yeah, how's that? I've talked to a lot of the captains about feedback and yep. I wouldn't mind bringing that in at this point have you seen that evolve over your time in the game because you know historically football has been a reasonably brutal place in terms of feedback it, there yep. seems to be a, um, a different approach that may be taking place and maybe a softer approach what how, how, how do you reflect on it over your time here yeah no doubt it's uh, changed so I think um, bringing two new sides in whilst um, <clears throat> being involved um, in the AFL system has changed a bit too. I mean, we're digging deeper to get better players from yeah. um, further than what we ever had. Our recruiting officers are, you know, working overtime to try and find these kids from, yeah. you know, whether it be school footy or, you know, outback, um, country leagues. And so I think, you know, that, that's that been a part of it. I mean, you're not so much getting the best 60 kids in anymore. You're looking at 120 kids, yeah. you know, each year. So... Um, with that comes these kids don't necessarily have the ability they've got to learn the ability and then um, they've got to also be taught that you know this is how we do it here and Mm. um, come in show us what you got and if you're fit you're fit and if you don't we're going to give you the best opportunity to try and you know get within the system yeah you're you're now to your seventh year as captain which is the longest serving captain in the league yeah uh, is there anything you've done as a leader that if you had your time again you'd do differently oh definitely tough question um there would be 
I, I can't think of too much off the top, but early days, um, I probably thought I had to do everything. Yeah. Um, and got drowned a little bit. I was still performing well because I was probably um, in the peak of my playing ability yeah. um, at the ages of, you know, 24, 25. I was running on top of the ground, feeling, you know, really good. Um, would get tags most weeks. Um, but, you know, with that help from, you know, Stevie Johnson every now and then taking a tagger, um, sort of worked my way through it. Yeah. But yeah, I was exhausted by the end of, you know, each year came. Yeah. Um, and there was probably two years there that I probably felt the same way. And then, um, is this, is this since you've been captain or pre or? Yeah, no, this was, um, this probably the start of the captaincy. And then I sort of learnt to sort of. You know, the group wasn't... We, we could get to a stage, but it wasn't going to overly keep growing mm. if, you know, if I kept doing it that way. So had to lean on blokes around me and uh, have the ability to maybe think that... And not only think, but they might not do as good a job as what I'm, I would do because I would sort of brush and comb yeah. over, dot the I's, cross the T's. Um, but, you know, for us to move forward... I have to give these blokes a chance to mm. lead in this, in that manner. Yeah. Actually, I just want to um, keep going on that point for a minute because I've talked to a number of the captains and it's a very, very common theme this, you know, yeah. a couple of years in they reflect that they've tried to do everything and then they've worked out that they shouldn't have. Did someone tell you that before you started? And, and if so, is it just something you've got to learn by yourself? It's interesting because it's just, it seems to be the most common theme, yet everyone yeah. says they did it when they first started. Um, I can't remember a conversation that uh, told me to pull up. Yeah. But it was... Um, you know, I've had great relationships with the footy managers here yeah. all along. Uh, Neil Baum into Steve Hocking and now Simon Lloyd. Um, enjoyed sitting in and, you know, once a week usually. Yeah. Um, sometimes more. Um, and just, you know, whether talking footy, talking about the boys, um, what we need to do, what are we looking at going forward, um, all these conversations. Um, so it was probably more, okay, you you need more help and and that help came to Mm. a little bit when we drafted a couple years ago we drafted paddy and uh scott zach smith yeah um and Lockie henderson all in at once and sort of you know gave that light Mm. to go you know there's your help Mm. Uh, you've already got some around you in hawkins and taylor yeah but here's more yeah um and that was uh you know another building block into you know i thought I think making Geelong great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this question's similar, and it may be the same answer. Um, because I've asked you, you know, if you had your time again, is there anything you do differently? But what is okay. the biggest lesson you've learnt since you've become captain about leadership? Yeah, lesson I've learnt. Just um, probably reminding myself that performance is first. Yeah. Um, performance is first. I mean, you can sit there and you. you you go into a season launch and you're worrying about, you know, what you're going to say and the message you're going to give to the fans for the year ahead. Yeah. To be honest, they're not going to remember it. Yeah. But they're going to remember round one when you're having a shot at goal and you need to kick that clutch goal. Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just reminding myself probably that performance um, far outweighs the rest of it. And yeah. it's own performance, team performance, um, making sure you prepare as best as he possibly can yeah 
So as I've said a couple of times, I, I've spoken to a number of the captains. One of the, the questions I'm going to ask you later on is which captain do you most respect? So yeah. I'll give you some time to think about that. But the one that keeps coming up is you amongst the other captains, which I think, you know, um, is something you should be very proud of. I've also Probably because I'm the oldest. <laughs> <laughs> one of I the oldest. Think, yeah. yeah. Are you, I mean, certainly the most experienced. And look, that has been one of the reasons. And I think that it's because they know, they all know how difficult it is. So for someone to be able to do it for as long as you've done it, is, um, it automatically buys in that respect. But there's more to it than that for you. <laughs> um, but I've also spoken to a number of your teammates, past and present, to get a sense of who Joel Selwood is as a leader. And I'm, yes. They've also shared a couple of stories with me, which I'm going to share with you later. But the things that came up were... A, you're respected by everybody, you lead by example, unbelievably courageous, you've got this incredible will more than anyone that um, that players have played with, you're a man's man, you're demanding, caring, you make time for everyone, you're great at knowing when to challenge individuals, you're a community leader, I mean there's a, um, you know, an unbelievable list of things you, your teammates say about you here, how do they resonate with you? Uh, well they make you uncomfortable when you sit here and hear them but... Um, it makes you proud to, you know, I think of mum and dad probably yeah. first of all and um, appreciate, you know, how we were brought up in Bendigo. Yep. Um, the life that they gave us, you know, we weren't, we didn't have a lot of money, um, but we, you know, worked with what we did. Dad was, uh, you know, worked worked his ass off, yeah. um, you know, he worked in a men's land shop, but then he'd mow the lawns of a weekend to uh, get a little bit of extra money for us to you know go through sports yep. um, then he'd coach the basketball side and you know not only game day but had training twice a week every now and then um, and then mum was you know the workaholic put the food on the table mm. um, so they're, they're the two that I think of straight away when you go through that list and you know I'm proud of them but I'm thankful that I had the parents that I did. Yeah, so that's where it comes from. It's really, it's you, you, you know, this is your family and how you, you the values you've been born with. Yeah, they are, and you know, and we just learn good habits. I reckon. Yeah. Um, well, I think they're good habits. You know, Dad was a marathon runner too growing up, so you know, maybe our work ethic come from there. Yeah, he ran a. 239 Jeez. marathon was his best you know he only he ran 10 of them he only ran over uh, three hours once yeah. which was his first one um and you know his will just to, to keep getting better this is whilst he had twins yeah um myself that was four years after them and then scott was two years so you know there was uh four kids in six years and yeah. he was trying to he was doing his runs at 4.30 in the morning to get back to help mum with breakfast and mm. drop us at school. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, so, and this was something that you were yeah, at that age conscious of, that he was out there doing this? Learned along yeah. the way. You yeah. know, probably didn't understand at the time, but we would go of a weekend to cross-country running with him. Yeah. Uh, we would compete in the, uh, you know, 1K or 3K, depending on what age yeah. group we were in at the time. But, you know, he would go off and do the 8K run or 10K run and... Um, yeah. We probably didn't think much of it because we were listening to the, you know, can I call it wireless, but radio in <laughs> yeah. the car um, and listening to the footy whilst he was off and um, doing his 8K run and then he'd come back. Yeah. Um, and off we'd go back home. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's as good a time as any to talk about your brothers. I mean, yep. it's incredible to have four 
brothers all being AFL players, yep. successful AFL players. Um, what's that been like? I guess you're now playing with Scott, but you've you've played against all of them at times. Yeah, talk to me about that. Oh, uh, you know, we, we it probably doesn't mean enough to us just yet. Yeah. I mean, we'll look back at it and hopefully um, we have a strong relationship, uh, just like you know, probably any brothers. I think of the Danaher straight away, but um, we sort of grew up. We were all really close to each other. Um, when Troy and Adam left, um, Scott and I weren't weren't overly disappointed because we got the bigger room sent at home. <laughs> so th- that was probably one of the one main positives. But we we're going to great holiday destinations too in Brisbane and yeah. Perth for holidays. Then when um, we didn't travel too much as a family when we were younger. Yeah. But um, to see them and to see them make them wipe their way. You know, yep. Troy was in a um, super side in Brisbane, yeah. like hard to crack in. Um, but learn, you know, how to go about it. And um, I was just lucky that I got to see that. Yeah. You know, you know, I had my footy apprenticeship before I even got to the club and mm. knew what I had to do. Um, and then Adam, he got given a couple of chances along the way early um, because West Coast was sort of building at the time. Yeah. So they, they lived different footy stories. Um, Scott was... Um, Scott's... Uh, massive story for me because the pressure was all on him we were all there yeah um and he was he was a kid that you know was he gonna make it and he just willed his way to get there mm. uh, i remember watching a game he was underage at the time but hey uh, bendigo playing northern knights i think it was northern knights where cochin and uh cruiser were on the same side yeah and scott's job for the day was on Koch and uh he, he had an outstanding game and Troy and I were both there watching him at the time and I think I, I leant over to Troy and I go shit I hope Stephen Wells is here today yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you know just uh, I just wanted to play with him yeah and finally got the chance a couple of years ago that he, he made the move over yeah um when his time was up at West Coast and what's that been like Oh, it's been awesome. Yeah. I mean, um, we we haven't done it enough yet. Obviously, injuries have got in the way yeah. um, for him and a little bit of me too at the end of last year. But um, he just, I think that he's a player that makes the team better. And mm-hmm. that's why I wanted to play with him. Yeah. Uh, he's contagious. Um, what he brings to the footy field, there's not too many that do that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I enjoy playing with those people. And what was the backyard like growing up? Were there plenty of blues? I'd imagine you're all competitive buggers so. yeah it was there was it was um it was fun we, we would play everything tennis basketball um footy in the back we had a tennis court in the backyard um it was yeah I, yeah you would you name it we played it it was table tennis yeah. the the two older boys um probably got the brains of the family a little bit <laughs> you know they're, they're quite smart and both working in administration now yeah. troy recruiting here and Adam um, with the Next Gen and the wim, uh, wim, women's program over in uh, with West Coast. Yep. Um, but, you know, they Scott and I just wanted to be as big and strong as them. So yeah. when they started lifting weights, we you know, you'd try and lift, uh, you know, as strong as what the, as much as what they were lifting at the time. Uh, couldn't do it, but we always got told by mum that uh, we'd grow up bigger and stronger than them, and we did. <laughs> uh, Scott grew up bigger and stronger than all of us. Um, and she said that was going to happen, so quite a wise woman. So tell me what happens after a game when you 
when the brothers play against each other yep. and one's a winner and one's a loser, how does that play out post-match? <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, yeah, it's been a while now, so I'm trying to think. Well, the boys were taggers, so they'd usually go to Gary yeah. um, most of the time, the older two. Um, so usually come off the ground and they've had 30 touches against them and a couple <laughs> of goals, but... Um, yeah, I was probably lucky that I was on the winning end of, and most of the time. Um, there was probably a couple of times where West Coast got us over there yeah. and I was playing against the two boys. We played in a prelim against each other, yep. um, which, you know, we sort of got on top of them in mm. 2011 and um, just kept stretching the margin. But there was a moment within that last quarter um, where the game was finished and... Uh, Scotty had sent me deep forward to stay out of the way and Adam was playing back at the time and he just decided to slip back and the, the, just a little moment like that where yeah. I said, geez, I wish it, come, it would come down now to an open forward line. <laughs> but it, it didn't get down there. Um, but no, we were always, you know, moved on pretty yeah. quick. Um, like I do now, you move on pretty quick or you get left behind mm. with... I think we're quite lucky, you know. We play a lot of our games down here, but within Melbourne too, where you, you have the hour drive to the game, people may see it as a pain. We have a yeah. few sides come down and stay here the night before. Nothing better than jumping in the car after a win or a loss. Um, maybe, oh, it's better after a win, obviously, but <laughs> driving back and leaving your mood in the car, um, not only for yourself, but for the other people. You know, I've got Brit yep. now that's um, a part of the gang so making sure that i go home in a reasonable mood mm. i might touch on that in a minute i i just want to pick up on seven years as a captain yep um what is the secret in your mind to longevity in this role yeah oh the people yeah and the players yeah you know you know i have to keep having the respect yep. um from the players or else and then not only you know there'll be a time where I will step down yep. um, and someone will be do a great job again. But right now I I have to make sure that, you know, I'm really respected and, and doing things that they want, you yep. know, keeping things fresh. Yeah, uh, That's probably been, you know, not the hardest thing because we've been quite lucky that we've had a new building mm-hmm. built since uh, I've come. We've had the journey out to that we've got a um, relationship with Deacon that we're training out yep. there. So there's plenty of fresh things happening around the place. List has had a pretty big turnover in that yep. time. But just to, you know, have the boys respect, that's that's a key one for me. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, I'm going to get back to some of the leadership stuff. So you're, I mean, developing is an important part of, you know, any employees, footballers, whatever it might be, journey. Yep. Do you have any mentors or how do you go about developing yourself? Yeah, well, Steve Hocking... Um, you know now that he's at AFL House but for a long time um, loved just sitting in his office and chatting all things yeah you know um, pretty simple um, measured guy yeah um, that just you know made sure that life was still fun yeah and, and that was an important one for me uh, outside of football we're lucky enough to be uh, have a great relationship with um, the team out at Cotton On. Yep. Um, that you know, if guys, you know, need to straighten up and realise, you know, what work is, 
Um, there's been a hell of a lot of good people out there, but we have a we have a catering group too, the Captain's Club. Yeah. Um, within the footy club, that are sort of entrepreneur people or yep. you know very astute business people, um, sort of about fifty and under. Mm. Um, that you mix with and yep. um, and, and they help us out too, whether they know it or not. But, yeah, yeah. Um, just on you know being positive around the place and yep. you know that's a simple message after a game so I wouldn't single out anyone but yeah th- there's probably a number of places where I'm getting help from yeah um, s- some of them may not know that they're even doing it yeah okay what are the coaches do they do you sit down with them regularly and have a conversation about your leadership specifically no not so much no and not of I nor have I sort of seeked it and yeah. maybe I should have yeah. um, now having the question asked to me uh, there was you know there's times where you think oh, should I keep doing it yeah. um, just maybe the boys w- would benefit from something new uh, I've quickly had that pushed away from me a couple of times yeah. um, so so you've actually got to the point where you've said you've, you've once. asked that question yeah, yeah okay. just once yeah. um, um, once and yeah, it sort of got pushed away pretty quickly, and yeah. um, that sort of gave me an indication that they're pretty happy. Yeah, is your process here to appoint the, the leadership group and the captain? Is it a player vote? Yeah, player yeah. vote, a player, coach, and then football department. Yeah. So it's I like it like that purely because um, as a football department vote, because you're not only voting on performance and. Um, you know how you're behaving around yep. the club but outside of the club too mm. you know we think it's a key uh, here in Geelong that we have individuals behaving extremely well within the community yeah um, so I love when our PDMs get to vote yeah and you know have an impact yeah and, that's significant and make them feel important too yeah, yeah. Um, because to be honest, it's a, it's a journey for everyone right now. Mm. And when we get there at the end of the year, yeah. no one deserves it any more than anyone else. Yeah. So we've got to, we've got to, all got to go on it together. Mm. So it's a real 360-degree type vote, and you know that if you get it, that all the important people have contributed to whoever takes the role. Yeah, yeah. and I mean... Not, Smart. Yeah, we do, we do it that way. Not saying it's the right way. Yeah. Other clubs can do it differently, um, but we've chosen to do it that way the last... Yeah, you know, period that, that I can remember anyway. Yeah, what's the area of leadership you'd personally most like to improve? Uh, I guess getting older, it's just um, growing. Yeah. You know, growing with uh, the youth. Yeah. Um, it, as I said, it's changed over time. You know, the leadership qualities. You know, you've not that you've had to become softer. Yeah, but you understand that it's probably um, a part of leadership that's going to help probably the most. Yeah. So especially, you know, if we work through with the PA and find out, you know, more stats um, even today on mental health and how we're going with it, Um, boys and how they're sort of, you know, whether they're gambling or not, you know, there's a lot of things that shock me. Mm. And, you know, to try and get across... um, how we're going yep. and what we're doing and making sure we're staying ahead of the pack. That's the growth ones, the important yep. one for me. Yeah, good. 
which is a good segue into you know one of the things I've asked all the captains is you know, AFL lists of about forty five players. Yeah. Um, the guys I've spoken to about you talk about how you find time for everyone, which is you know which is I have to say having spoken to a lot of the other guys is not necessarily the case. Yeah. Of the other captains, how do you do it? How do you get to know all the other players, particularly when you're so busy? Yeah. Well, to be honest, I love interstate trips. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know they're. They're, I love going away and you know you're on that journey to obviously perform well and yeah. and to to do the job but they're also a great time just to you know sit on the plane and you you get um you work in with the administration guys you want to sit next to someone different yeah. every time on the plane so um find out a little bit about them you know we've at the moment we've got a lot of so we've got probably got you know, seven to eight guys that have played under 20 games. Yep. So, you know, trying to make them feel as comfortable as they possibly can. Keeping the language simple yep. before the game. Um, you know, you can take it weird and wonderful ways sometimes, but all they need to hear is just a one or two words. Yeah. They're, they're probably not going to remember it, but, yeah, you know, we see Jack Higgins have a chat the other day and I, I see where that's coming from. Mm. You know, that's smart by Koch yeah and uh, you know you appreciate as a leader to go you know he's just trying to get his boys as relaxed as possible yeah. and they all walk away smiling and it's a quite a big game that they're playing mm. um, yeah enjoy that I was actually just having a chat and you and you walked in um, to Danger before we started here and I was asking him about you and um, he said one thing about you that probably surprised him having not played with you until the last few years was you know, how much of a focus you put on having fun. Talk to us about that. Well, what's your, what's the thinking there? Is that just you? Because you're probably not seen that way yeah. f- from the outside in many respects, with all, yeah. with all due respect. Um, it's, it's good that it's coming from him um, <laughs> because he's the one that brought it yeah, okay. to the footy club. You know, and um, he's, you know... the. the arguably the best player in the last 60 games 70 games that have has played over this period um and just to see how he bounces in we lost three games last year it was the first time i've ever lost three games in my career yeah uh, you know 10 years in and i was as flat as a pancake and uh quickly reminded i was sitting with him and scoot from coffee i was like boys what do we do like just lost the, you know, we lost the Carlton. That you know, they're not going overly that well this year. But um, they're like, mate, try winning a wooden spoon. And Scott <laughs> said, I've won two. And you, you quickly, you know, have a giggle about that. Then you, we come out and we play, perform really well, yeah. um, and probably have the best month of our, you know, season last year. Off the back of pick yourself up yeah, you know bit of perspective. Have a, yeah have a laugh you know yeah. let's get in there and change things yeah um but yeah i mean being quite lucky again i put it down to the environment and the people you have around you mm. and you know even the community like yeah. we can we can pick up today and go down to janjak yeah and they'll open the doors for us yeah. and um showers will be warm and stuff like that not that not that they are at all surf clubs but um you know we're quite lucky that yeah. we can use the things that we can around and we just got to keep thinking on you know how we can best perform yeah i think you've probably partly answered this but i wouldn't mind just asking it is you know how do you bring out the best in other people around you in this football club uh, oh probably just letting them be themselves 
Yeah. Yeah. Whether I think it's right or wrong, um, it's a part of leadership that, you know, everyone gets drafted for a reason. Yeah. They've got some sort of ability. um, And then it's, you know, how they're going to add and make the team different. Early days, it was brutal here because, you know, we just had so many good players. Mm. Yeah. Fitting him in was a hard thing. We we lost so many good ones. I think of um, Shane Mumford. Yeah. Um, even letting guys go like a um, Henry Playfair and Tim Callan and yeah. um, Charlie Gardner at the time. Like you're like shit. These are guys are really like they're solid yeah. players. Like they could go on to any list. Dave Johnson. Mm. Um, but just learning, learning along the way that you know everyone's different. Mm. Um, Quentin Arkle comes in and, you know, let him play with his flair. Yep. Um, Gaz comes in as a 34-year-old. We need Gaz to, you know, do Gaz things. Yep. Um, we're going to get hit up and bashed every now and then um, that he doesn't defend well. But we don't necessarily need him to defend that well sometimes. Yeah. But we, we've got people that can do that and we can do it together. And, and he does it um, really well on occasions but I'm the same so, mm. you know sometimes you you just got to get better at things yeah yeah good answer the one of the things the AFL industry does incredibly well probably better than any industry I can think of is review I mean you review training sessions you review after every game yeah interested to get a sense of you know how that plays out here uh, it's you know and it seems that this is another one of those issues that I'm picking up on that has probably become a bit simpler over the last 10 or 12 years but yeah. interesting your view on this yeah and I hate to sound boring again but we that's what we try and do yeah. simple you know rate it on the values that we have within the footy club yeah um, and then from there we want you to write a comment um, on you know one line on you know how you went your thoughts so you can start a conversation with the coach yep um, and then you know how you thought the team went yep and then maybe um, vote a player if you think deserves a bit of recognition this week whether yep. they put a block on for Tom Hawkins in a marking contest yeah um, you know not the player that goes out and you know has 30 touches and kicks three goals yeah um, but does that little team one percent of that you know, if everyone can just creep it into their game, yeah, will make us a better side. And so that's an expectation that when you turn up for so today's Monday, yep. um, your review from well, you probably had your review already from um, from last week's game. No, so we played Thursday and we've yep. given the boys a break. So yeah, yep. well, we've got six games left right now. So it was a great period. Our VFL played yesterday, so yep. schedules haven't been um, f- that friendly to us yeah. uh, over these last three weeks, but. Um, yeah, I mean, the VFL boys had some time off early in the week. AFL yeah. listed, um, had some time off in the back half of the week. So we'll come in and review today and all the boys would have filled that out okay. uh, before the session starts today. Yeah, good. Uh, I'm just as part of the review, and you sort of touched on the, th- the three games in a row you lost last year. You've talked yep. about the drive home and, and sort of leaving the game you know, once you get out of the car. Do, do you... Do you focus on how do you handle losing and turning that into a positive experience? Uh, well, yeah, you can because it's never, never as good and never as bad as what you think. Yeah. Um, from the weekend, I watched the last quarter when I got home. Yeah. Um, sat down with the boys in the room in Adelaide 
Um, we had you know dinner afterwards back at the hotel, and then uh, got back to the room about you know eleven thirty, twelve o'clock, and it was just the game was on Fox Footy. So yeah. that was my moment then, yeah. and I was like, I'm going to watch it and just you know just pick out a few key moments where we could have done things a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know where to go with it, to yeah, be honest. Righto. What about, um, I'm interested in your view on social media and the, you know, how that plays into that post-game. Yep. You're active on social media and a lot of the you know, guys are. Um, the senior players probably seem to take a bit more of a pragmatic view of it. Around. Do you look at a social media after a loss, after a win? How do you interact with it? Yeah, not so much. Um, my first one usually after the game is I don't get too many messages these days, Marshy. So it's usually <laughs> mum telling me that I've played well, whether yeah. I've played well or shocking or not. Um, and then there's maybe one from Brit too, no, with the same uh, same messaging. They're the important, which people. is the yeah, which is the you know they're the important ones yeah. that you get to. Um, but it's the social media aspect of it, it's um, it's a dangerous one, I reckon. Mm. Yeah, absolutely for the players that are coming through and. Um, still as we're learning on how to deal with it and and not um, but there's yeah there's passionate people that are warriors out there yeah, um, yeah. and the warriors are the ones that will write stuff and mm. they're, they're going to write more negative stuff than yeah. what they're going to write positive so so you just deal with it you don't no nah, you don't scroll through and yeah. yeah you let it be yeah um, and yeah that, that's I'm lucky that I probably started when there wasn't a big emphasis on social media yeah got a little look at it probably brought in a little bit and mm. you know you at times you write that message out to <laughs> send back and then you before you do it you delete it and yeah you're like glad i did that and you move on yeah. Um, and yeah I, I just hope that you know the clubs are putting support around that yeah good all right let's talk about leadership groups uh what's the role at this footy club and how important do you think they are a role of this footy club always been important. I mean, we've um, so I was lucky. I, I joined the leadership group at twenty um, with Tom Harley yep. at the helm, um, and big decisions. You know, they had to make, and yep. we were included um, on all decisions from building this stand yep. and you know where to place things. And boys, if it's an interest of yours, get it as involved as you want Mm. or you know step back and you know focus on something else yeah um we have boys involved in um, how we're dressed in you know learning the work that goes into it so giving uh life experiences basically without the boys even knowing it yeah um the relationship with deacon on what it takes to get a ground ready yeah we've had boys sit across that on how we're going to actually you know, work it into program and scheduling. So, yeah, I mean, we've been quite lucky that mm. from above with um, Frank and um, Cookie at yep. the start, but now Colin and Cookie, that we've had such a stable board that, mm. you know, has a, um interest in the leadership group and they've sat in on plenty of um, meetings where they they come out of it and, you know, want to take things back to their own boards that they sit on, but they just... They're just in awe of, you know, how yeah. honest we can be and, you know, how proactive um, sort of we are as a leadership group. And, 
you know we're lucky that we can do that because we have to move fast yeah um, within the industry mm. and we'll get left behind if we don't but um we also get some great feedback from them yeah it's a very mature approach that this club takes there i mean i'm not sure many leadership groups would have um, be involved in, in that range of decision making i mean which is a credit to the footy club i think yeah and quite lucky that you know we allow the boys to do that i mean it's 15 minutes out to deacon you yeah know, for some other for um melbourne to get to casey it's not as no. easy no. um st kilda to work out at seaford but yeah. then working with Morabin, um we are quite lucky there's the boys are you know if they're not 10 minutes um, close to the club they're probably 15 yeah so uh, we see that as a huge benefit yeah what about um the difficult issues that fall on leadership groups you know, particularly around disciplining a, a teammate a mate yeah i'm interested in, in how you guys go about that and where and do you see that there's a line where this is a leadership group issue versus this is a, a broader club issue and the leadership group shouldn't be involved in it um, I think the leadership group always has a part to play within it, yeah. um, especially when it comes to uh, the playing group and a member of the playing group. And uh, the first thing I would say, the care factor comes out for yeah. me in the individual um, and how we let it get to a certain state or, um, or you know, how we could have been proactive and should we have seen this coming. Yeah. Um, so that that comes out but then it's you know how are we going to make them better yeah and and that's what drives it is how do you the, the yeah long, the long term yeah sort of yep. behavioral change versus just yeah. Uh, yeah punishing well yeah without punishing and you know that's what um if you were to pick up a paper that's what they want you to do yeah you know it, it's easy to hand someone a 10k fine and yep. say that they'll be better from the experience but not necessarily will yeah. they learn anything from it yeah um so I think it's important that we actually put things in place that will help the individual walk out of the place a better person. Yeah, yeah. No, that's couldn't agree with you more there. Um, how do you balance the competing interests of everything in this industry, from your club to the AFL to sponsors, media, the PA, your own sponsors, your family? How do you put it all together? Uh, yeah, it's definitely a balancing act. So it's one where I think the better players... They do it are super organised. Yeah. Um, and then you've got to find enjoyment yeah. in what you do. And you've got to be able to say no. Yeah. To, and uh, probably, you know, you asked the question earlier, you know, what could have I, what would have I done differently? Yeah. And I would have said no. If, yeah. You know, when I think back on it, I would have said no a few more times early days. Um, so that that's what I think has been, yeah, yeah. been different. You touched on this before, the, the mental health issue, and yep. I think that's you know the players have identified to us that this is the biggest issue that they want us to focus on and the biggest issue in the industry. Have you got any thoughts on how a, a good club can go about creating a safe environment or a culture um, to help deal with this issue or help lessen the pressures on players? Yeah, oh, well, it, it's so difficult. We're talking about players moving clubs from... Yep. You know, round one, round two, uh, even pre-season. I think of Rory Sloan, uh, Andrew Gaff, and yeah. Jeremy McGovern that are going through it. At, you know, at the moment, but they've been dragged through it for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 
how we do it i think we've we've got to be open yeah. and just you know we've got to learn we've got to support and you from a club point of view we just try and set up an environment that's enjoyable to be in yep each and single day you know they walk in here today it's monday today and um we've come off a loss against adelaide uh, but it shouldn't be any different to the way that we walked in last monday yep. when we had a great win against sydney yeah you know set up an environment that we, we've got a new you know goal this week yep we've got a new goal and we've got to go take on melbourne and uh, let's all strive towards that mm. Yeah, I'd imagine as leaders and, and the leader of the playing group, this is something you've got to lead by example on. Yeah, that is. And I probably haven't crossed off on the mental health side of it, but it's it's also allowing PDMs to, you know, do their work. And as a as a player, we just you just want to treat them, treat the players um, all similar. Some are different, and that's okay. But you know, treat them with respect. Yeah, um, I think that's the way that you can do it. Um, similar to anything else, but let the PDMs do the job, yep. do their job. Um, let doctors do their job. Yeah, um, and I think that's the key part in it. You know, don't try and be a counselor or. Yeah. Um, you know, you can be there for a hug. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> that that's as probably as deep as it probably needs to get at times. Yeah. Okay. Mate, when it's all said and done, how do you want to be remembered from a leadership perspective? Uh, I probably don't think about it too much. I just, you know, I I just hope that the guys around me um, have enjoyed me and um, hopefully I've had an impact in, you know, how they leave the footy club and go on to work in whatever force they do and... um, just take away maybe one or two little things that they might not have necessarily thought of yeah and and for me it would be you know that that care yeah um but also you know you you can be successful and be brutal and you can be um you can have fun while you're doing it yeah um one of the things that's driving these this podcast is, you know, as I've got to know the, the captains, male and female, in this industry, I'm so impressed with you guys and girls yeah. as people and as leaders. And I, I want to share some of the, the things that you're doing. So I'm interested in your view on what do you think business leaders can learn from AFL captains? Well, you find out that it's not too different. Yeah. Um, you know, we get put in high-pressure we were eight points down with six minutes to go on the weekend. Um, that's a high-pressure situation where we need to make the right decisions. Do we know what to do? Um, yeah. You know, when we're really under the pump, that's, you know, that's a, you know, if you're in a bank and you, you know, you're under the pump, Yeah. you know, we've been there, you know, that's that's sort of the pressure that you get put under sometimes. There's, you speak of, um, you know, you have to discipline uh um, certain teammate or something. Yep. We, we do go through, um, you know, different sorts of, you know, we we learn so much. I yeah. think that's the thing about it. You know, it's a it's a soft degree in itself that you know, working within a footy club, um, you go out and we just make sure that we spread the word as much as we can that these individuals are great. And, mm. I have a great story of Josh Cowan right now. He's working with a builder yep. here in Geelong, 
and he's the builder's already on to me going, you have another one coming out this year that has, you know, that sort of attitude, send him straight here. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, that, uh, yeah. it's those sort of things, you know, they work up a great work ethic, but, you know, he'll just go pick up a brush and brush yeah. the rooms because he learnt it in here. Mm. You, you just got to be respectful, mm. make sure you leave the place clean and and just go and do it. Yeah, that's great to hear. All right, just if, nearly getting to the end here, just a few um, personal questions. Yeah. So you're an ambassador for the Cotton On Foundation. Yeah. You had a trip to Uganda a few years ago. Tell us about that and what impact that had on you as a person. Yeah, two trips. So I went when I was 20, um, 23, so just about to become captain. And it was, I went with dad. Yeah. Um, and it was to, to get uncomfortable. Yeah, okay. Um, that was the main reason for it. Um, I went over there and um, and it was, you know, a lot, you know, just put in an environment that you're not sleeping in comfortable conditions. Yeah. Um, you know, you're seeing, you know, the third world, you know, at its, you know, at its peak. You're going through these streets and you're sort of not feeling that safe at times too. Yeah. Um, which was a, a great experience. Um, the second time I went over, I, I wanted the same experience for Brit yep. um, as I got, and she's a teacher, and yep. you know they're doing great things with the education over there, and trying to get twenty thousand kids within uh, educational places by twenty twenty, um, well on their way, which is great. But it's um, for me, I, I went over with Tim Diamond, who's the leader of it, yep. um, and it was more to um, you know find out what goes into this whole project, yeah, um, you know, and how big it's getting and yeah they started out 10 years ago and would have never have thought that it got so far Mm. that you you go to a cotton on um, store now and every little sort of you go to the bench and they'll offer you a water every time the staff are just well so well trained that two dollars is going straight back to you know where we've just been in Mm. uganda yeah Um, there's bracelets there's you know all these things that you know the messaging around it's just you know, it's right in front of your face. This yeah. is what we're doing it for. And they're making such a difference. Mm. It's had um, a big impact on you? A big impact on me, but just seeing the, you know, the journey and the process on how it got there. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's not stopping. Yeah. Now, I spoke to your teammates, as I said earlier, and geez, it was hard to find anything, any dirt on you. Um, <laughs> genuine clean skin, but... Um, they did tell me you've got a weird sense of humour and that, that you're a couple of things, and I hope you don't mind me bringing this up, are planting dirty jocks in their lockers um, and random acts of flatulence. True or false? No, oh, no, I know where that's coming from, so that's Tom Wanigan, <laughs> <laughs> ex-teammate. Glad that it's ex-teammate too. Um, I didn't dub you in, Tom. He's uh, it's such an enjoyable person to be around. And, you know, to have a locker next to him for so long, we... You know, have a great relationship now, um, but you know, learn so much from him also too. You know, yeah. you we talk about you know what you've learned as a leader and stuff like that. But every day I got to see him, he took off his shirt in front of me. He has this big scar on his chest. Yeah. He goes, "I'm tough, aren't I?" And I'm like, <laughs> but "You're not that tough. <laughs> you were lucky." Um, but he was. He was as tough as they come, um, and I got reminded of it every day. Yeah. Yeah, good. All right, we're going to finish off with um, a segment that I call the Fast Five. Just yep. five random questions. Keen to hear your responses, but also why. Who's the captain you most admire in the AFL? 
Oh, I could go easy on this. And <laughs> Jaron Geary is obviously one of my best mates. Um, but uh, I'm sorry to take it back, but Luke Hodge was the one that I sort of looked yeah. at and gone, how do you keep doing it? Um, and, you know, he's... Uh, and still now, yeah, you know, you can see the impact that he's having on the Lions. So, I, yeah, I apologise that it's not a modern-day one, but yeah. he's just... I mean, he's, he is in so many ways also. Pretty similar player to yourself. Different oh, positions, no, but yeah, yeah, maybe different. by but, example, but, you know. Yeah, he just... I don't know. He just... He looks like that, that they were having fun whilst they were doing it. And yeah. that's, you know, that's what... You try and pick up little things and and being on an international rules camp with him, enjoyed being around him. Um, yeah. Those those things. But Pendles is probably the other one. Mm. Um, f- we've been compared for 10 years, you know, yeah. against each other. We come in at the same time and um, went each up against each other in a rising star and then, you know, probably stealing all Australians off each other there for a period yeah. of time too. Um, but... Uh, after spending time with him on the most recent international rules, I'm just like, we are so similar, <laughs> you know. And I, I love his, you know, you know, attitude to football, yeah. uh, philosophies around football. Um, he's a good family man, um, and yeah, I've got utmost respect for him. Yeah, good. Right, who's the player you most admire in the AFL? Ah, oh, it's Paddy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the way that he can change a game, can play different positions. Um, yeah, he's he's my favourite player. And then just speaking to him before, and you're his too. So there you go. <laughs> um, if you weren't playing for Scotty, which coach would you most like to play for? Oh, I haven't thought of this. Um, it'd be Kenny. Yeah, uh, Kenny Hinckley. Okay. Yeah, obviously had a great relationship here. Didn't start well. I started in the forward line. Uh, my first ever game, we played the Bulldogs at Etihad Stadium. And uh, Matty Stokes had just been reported. Shannon Burns injured. So at the time, we had this name for the forwards. It was a fly forward. So you're the forward that had to be put on the tackle pressure. Yeah. Not so much. more. I wasn't quick enough uh, for guys that were running around at that time. So uh, I gave away about five free kicks in my first game. Touched about eight times. and didn't hit the scoreboard. So... I quickly got banned out of his forward line. So he, he said there was an electric fence on the 50-metre arc, and if I went in there, I'd get electrocuted. So that's why I didn't kick too many uh, goals early in the career. I can put it down to that. You haven't looked back, though, mate, since then. <laughs> hey, who's your funniest teammate? Zach Tui. Okay. Yeah, I mean, just a, I think it's been a huge steal for us. Yeah. You know, he's had a huge impact the way that he's... Um, come into the footy club he's fun to be around um and just yeah he's, he's brought in yeah and and we just let him be himself that was the you know he's obviously appreciated that but he's um yeah i mean he's he had some tough years at carlton mm. obviously rocking up and and being defeated for a long time and i and not that i feel sorry for murph but you do feel f- for him in certain ways because yeah you like he came here, Zach, and all of a sudden his name was put up for All Australian. You're like, yeah. you probably have been doing that for the last four or five years, but, you know, probably just not watched as much as a team that's about to play off. Yeah. So, yeah. Probably him. Okay. Last question. What advice would you give to an AFL captain about to embark on his first season in charge? Have fun. 
yeah yeah have fun with it um and just use the people around you okay great way to finish uh sell thank you so much for your time today mate it's been great it's been a great learning experience for me listening to your talk and i think the overriding theme that i've got from this is how simple you keep it um which you know is pretty refreshing i reckon so thanks mate yeah thanks mate really enjoyed it okay cheers